going to ask you, who are you? Perfect answer. Who are you? Who do you say you are when people ask you, who are you? The most common answer that we give to people is our name. Maybe we'll give them a little bit of family history. Um, Pam might say, well, oh, oh, I'm Pam. I'm Terry's wife. More than likely, Terry says, I'm Terry. I'm Pam's wife. Your <laughs> <laughs> no. I didn't expect that laughter, but I love it. <laughs> Or we'll tell them something about we work. I do meet people in the community, especially when I'm at uh, Fortenberry's or on the occasion that I can make it out to the food pantry or go, oh, hey, I'm Beth, the pastor of Bird's Chapel. Very rarely, I don't think ever, when somebody says to you, who are you? Do you answer with, oh, I'm the salt. Who are you? Oh, I'm the light of the world. Do you ever say that? Why not? Even if we never said it aloud, do you even think that? Do you think that way about yourself? Do we know that about ourselves? Jesus knows that. Jesus thinks that about every single one of us. And he's going to tell us that today in our gospel. I started out last week uh, in my sermon up at Trinity in the Sermon on the Mount. So we're jumping in to that today in a little bit later section. We're going to start in verse 13. Listen to what Jesus says. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has <coughs> lost its taste, how can its salty, saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of this world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, no one, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until it is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. 
but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. The word of God for the people of God. You are the salt. You are the light. Don't think Jesus is talking about somebody else. He's talking about you individually. He's not talking to just particular people. He's talking to the crowds that have come to be with him, to listen to him up from Galilee. They say they came from the ten cities known as the Decapolis. That's Jerusalem, Judea, and all the land beyond the Jordan. That means that there is a whole bunch of people, a whole different kind of people from everywhere that have come to hear the one that they've heard so much about. They have come to listen and to learn, to be healed, to have their lives put back together. They have come in search of meaning, direction, and purpose. And you and I are actually standing among that crowd. We're one of them. It's the reason we're here today, I would imagine, to listen and learn to be healed, to have our lives be put back in some order. We come in search of meaning, direction, and purpose. That's because Jesus' words are alive today and have the same meaning and same importance as they did over 2,000 years ago. They are a living word to us on this Sunday as we sit here. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of this world. Jesus just doesn't stop there. He never does, does he? These words have profound implications when you are named the salt and the light. It means we are to go out and flavor this world. We are to season and transform human activity in such a way that it reveals God in this world. It means we are to help people better see God in this world and God in their life. It means we are to enlighten the darkest places. You and I are the means by which God goes about flavoring this world and illuminating lives in this world. Last week, if, I were to have, if you were to have heard my sermon, I talked about a Jewish word. They call it a Jewish mysticism but it's Tikkun Olam, T-I-K-U-N-O-L-A-M. 
which means we are to go out and be agents of change, to go out and be blessings to make this world a better place. This week, you just heard that you are to be God-givers, God-cheers. Christ has given us the salt and light of his divinity. We forget that. He has given us the salt and light of himself. Not just for us so we can harbor it within ourselves, but that we may go out into this world and be transforming agents for our God. The salt of divinity that was poured in our hands, we are to go out and cast and sprinkle in this world. The light of the divinity that fills us, it's in our hearts. We talk about this a lot. It's in our hearts and our minds. And we are to radiate that light back out for all to see. What does that mean for us? What does that look for for us? Well, actually, it's very practical and very tangible. It is something that can be tasted and seen. It is a difference in the world that we make every time we encounter someone. It's looking directly into the eyes. Have you ever done this? Look directly into the eyes when you're speaking a kind word and acknowledging the him or her that you're speaking to as being created in the same image of God. Try that. Try looking directly into the eye of someone that you've labeled a panhandler. A bad kid. That welfare mother that you think needs to go out there and get a job. Look them in the eye. Speak to them and see them as the child of God. Because they too are created in his image. It is this generosity with your compassion, time, and care, and money that's going to make a difference in the lives of the poor, the hungry, and the homeless. It's a starting a conversation and rebuilding a relationship with someone that you feel is mostly indifference or has caused you pain or has caused you anger. It is praying that God will bless with all the good gifts that you want. All the good gifts that you want for yourself and for those you love. Equally, for those you have hurt, those who hurt you, those who are different from you, 
and with those you disagree. Just praying equally for each one of them, for all the good blessings that you want. It's not easy for us to do. It is faithfulness and commitment to others. And you do this by listening, by being available, by spending time with them, by showing up, by being present. That means we have to slow down, rearrange our schedules a little bit, value being present over quickness, productivity, and efficiency. It's choosing a life of self-giving rather than taking, acquiring, vulnerability rather than defensiveness, intimacy rather than isolation. When you do this, there is a great chance you will get hurt. But we are called to do this. It's loving God, your neighbor, and your enemy, and yourself. You have to love yourself, as well as your God, as well as your neighbor, and more importantly, your enemy that is so hard for us to wrap our mind around. Where is the salt in life, in light in your life? What does it look like? How does it show up? there are probably as many expressions of salt and light as there are people, because we are all individuals. Ultimately, though, everything we do, everything we do should look like the life of Jesus Christ, that reflection. To live as salt on the earth and light of the world you have to know the deepest, truest, and most authentic self that you can be. You have to know that about yourself. It is a life we long for and a life God desires us to have. They're the same thing. That's why Jesus was so adamant that we do not lose our saltiness and we do not hide our light. If we do, in some ways, it really denies Jesus Christ, doesn't it? You must be authentic. The person God has made you to be. And when you live in that authenticity, of a child of God, you have the salt and the light. No one, we all want this, but I don't think we live it out because no one actually says at the dinner table, pass the salt in hopes that their food is gonna taste the same afterwards. No one walks into a dark room and flips the light switch and says, oh man, I hope it stays dark in here. That's not how we work. We know this. 
Sometimes our outsides and our insides are not aligned. There's something amiss, and it's because we're not living out the salt and the light in our lives. If we are the salt, if we are the light, we are to be tasted and seen. If our relationships are planned and flavorless, if our world is dark and filled with shadows, maybe we're not being faithful. Maybe we're not being trusting. Maybe we're not living out our lives as the child of God. It's always on us to respond to Him. But regardless of where we are in our own personal life, where we are in our own personal faith, I think we're all looking, really, to be the salt and the light, to be the very best that we can be. I have conversations with church members and they ask a lot of questions. Now they don't ask, hey Beth, I want to be salt. It's not what they say. Hey Beth, I want to be light. That's not what they're saying, but that is what they're asking. How can I be an authentic child of God? How do I make a difference? They have all heard in some way the echo of Christ's words deep within their souls. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of this world. With those words, Jesus is already telling us, declaring to us what he knows what already is. He's making a statement of fact. It's not a suggestion. This does not mean we are to become something that we are not already are. You are the salt. You are the light. He's just asking us to manifest it in our life. That's the good news. That is the good news. The challenge is to live it out. I feel like I need to do it. I think it was a military poster that said, be all that you can be. That's what he's asking. Be all that you can be. Be that child of God. Be the salt. Be the light. He's saying to us in the gospel today, Behold the salt that you already are. Behold the light that you already are. Be that out in this world. Let them come, taste, and see me, Jesus, in you. Amen and amen.